0: Welcome in, everyone. It's episode number 35 of the 1056 podcast. Now, should I have pulled up the episode list so I knew exactly which episode we were on? Yes. Did I? No. But did I guess you, right? Yes. 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 I am. 35. Fire. 35, baby. What's better we than
1: like, 30, Should we start thinking about 50? Do we yeah, do I something we for 50? Should. Or should we wait uh, till 100? I, you know,
0: I no joke thought about that today. Because we do this like every other week. So it's going to take like at least 300 years to get to um, episode 100. So maybe we could do something in episode 50 if we get enough maybe,
1: support. Maybe we'll do a midlife crisis. Oh, dude. Yes. Thing.
0: Maybe we, I can work with a custom um, glass company and try to make a glass that's shaped like a Corvette. Because that's what <laughs> most men in their midlife
1: crisis is by. Maybe we record a whole episode riding next to each other on our newly bought, purchased motorcycles.
0: Oh, oh dude. You know I saw somebody, Yeah, maybe I saw, we,
1: we apply Rogaine to each other's heads.
0: Oh, dude. I thought now it's Roman. Isn't it that company that has the ED pills but also can help regrow hair?
1: Wow, they're really tackling all fronts.
0: Yeah, they're like, we can help with like your ED your 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 uh your your hair falling out you're making sure your heart's okay we can just give you just straight up drugs get you high
1: we- that's great <laughs> all in one pill
0: yeah oh yeah it's all the same medicine
1: <laughs> it will get you addicted sure. to this pill but also keep you from getting addicted to other sure. pills the- it'll regrow your hair and fix your ed you call it will up, change like- your marriage it will get you back in contact with your kids it will fix your motorcycle and it will have you figuring out where the hell is that breeze coming from?
0: You, you call him up, you do do, 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 Hi. And you're like, oh, hi. Um, yeah, Mr. Roman. Um, I got this pill and it says for, uh, for Ed and uh, A, my name's not Ed and I'm just uh, here for my um, hair loss. And they said, oh, no, it's, it's all the same. That's for erectile dysfunction. Go ahead and take that. You get a nice mullet in about three days. And the guy's like, all right, sweet. Where am I? My head. And the guy's like, yep. And he, wink
1: hang up the phone see what i did there i live for these progressive commercials that have been out recently with about like (laughs) this guy's this guy's (laughs) training these people who are becoming their parents Mm -hmm. and they're in a hardware store and a guy with blue hair walks by and he goes we all see it we all see it we all see it that guy has blue hair
0: The best one of those progressive commercials was um, when the lady is talking with the girl with the tattoos, and <laughs>
1: the lady's like, "Oh, those tattoos are nice. So, what do you do for work? Like, <laughs> what do you do, do for a work? job or something?" Like, <laughs> I like, I loved it when he's like, "All right, so is there anywhere to sit on this couch? No. So, if you can't sit down, that's too many pillows." <laughs> <laughs> i was living for these commercials they remind me of the one that uh they had like a, it was i forget what the commercial was for but they it looked like they're having an aa meeting and they're all sitting around how they became yes. their dads and like <laughs> i got who free free this who left this window free. open what are we trying to yep. do ac the whole neighborhood <laughs> I this i'm what pretty sure you? my dad has said that at least once in in my life
0: yeah absolutely yeah it's it's really a thing of beauty um those commercials that's like, I feel like the more you spend on making commercials, the funnier they get. Who would have thought?
1: Who like, would? Honestly, who would have thought?
0: Like, Bud Light, when they did The Real Men of Genius, I thought back in the day were the funniest commercials ever. And that was like before I started drinking. But maybe Bud Light was trying to tap into me. How my old own. are you? Seven? Yeah, I was like seven. And I was like, wow, I kind of want a Bud Light. My dad's like, how do you know what a Bud Light is? Be like, <laughs> <"I don't know." laughs>
1: Advertising, dad. Yeah,
0: advertising. advertising, dude. I'm brainwashed, okay?
1: <laughs> I'm one of the sheeple now. Um, one of the sheeple. You want a Bud? Yeah, but anyway. I actually want, want to ask a question to yeah, the people yeah, yeah, at yeah, home. Yeah, 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 ask. What is your favorite non-craft beer? And I want you people to comment underneath. Go to our Instagram. Follow our Instagram. We're gonna have the f- the pictures that we are gonna have. You're gonna see how we do our our pictures for our episodes. You'll see the one for this one because we'll get into that. But underneath that, go ahead and comment. What's your favorite non-craft beer? Yeah, Tyler, I mean, would you like to give your answer here on the podcast?
0: Uh, my favorite non-craft beer is Miller Lite, one hundred percent. Does Blue Moon count? I eh, guess.
1: No, eh, I, I would. I I'm I'm gonna have to go. It's be, if I'm gonna go to like. We're going to go to like Bud's, Miller's, and the so on. I'm going to have to go with either Coors or Miller Lite. Nice.
0: I'm actually a Miller High Life guy. I like the glass bottles, and I just like how it says the champagne of beer. So it really just puts it in my head that I'm drinking If something.
1: I come over when this is all over, when we're out of fucking quarantine, yep. and I come over and I see you glass blowing, blowing the shit out of glass, I might smack you.
0: Dude, I kind of I'll want
1: support it. your hobby, but I will hit you first.
0: I've been looking on Etsy. There's some other glass blowers that are making some sweet orbs that are beer vessels, man. Oh, I'm not calling it okay. I'm dude, making tie, a thing.
1: for the record, everyone just heard him say sweet orbs, right?
0: Yeah, dude. Sweet orb. I'm not calling it a beer glass anymore. It's a hydration vessel. So if you really want to get on my good side, send me oh, a hydration God. vessel.
1: Well, what's everybody's favorite non-craft beer that they like to drink out of a hydration vessel?
0: I swear to God, I want two things to come out of this podcast. I want uh, what I've been saying. I want our own beer that's going to be from what we decided with the Sky Gangers episode maybe is a mozzarella, tomato sauce, and basil beer. I got to call up Evil Twin because they can make it happen probably. Um, And... I want a custom. I want custom glassware. Okay,
1: that'll see, be in our merch store when we get one one day. And each
0: and each vessel will be like three hundred dollars because it takes like three weeks to make.
1: <laughs> like it, fantastic.
0: Like the well, the direction that I really enjoyed that I don't really see anymore with the uh, proper vaseware gang is the fact that bowls were a big thing. Like making a glass bowl and like drinking the beer out that way. And I was like, oh, I kind of like where this is going. Using making a glass out of something that's not used for, like, drinking liquid. And I was like, ah. And then it kind of kicked back to just, like, crazy uh, chalices
1: and stuff, which is fine. So I was playing a game that took place in ancient Greece, and was – Was the vase proper back then? No, it was just, like, they were drinking wine, and they, their, their wine glasses, and I use air quotes, were fucking huge. They look more like bowls with a little stem underneath.
0: That's how it should be.
1: And I was like, God, God. No wonder they were drunk all the time. Yeah, what else were they going to do? They were just going to fight people. And just that's true. You couldn't drink the water because it wasn't clean, so you had to distill it or you had to make some put alcohol on it.
0: Yeah, that's how beer became so popular because people were drinking the beer because it was safer to drink than water. Hmm. It sounds that's like. good history it. right there. Yeah, we're not only a beer podcast. We are a history podcast. We
1: should find um, a, a beer historian and interview them.
0: <laughs> we should yeah that would be kind of sweet
1: not a connecticut beer story just a Warren. just a beer historian
0: yeah i mean like the connecticut beer history it's like it started like 20 years ago well technically technically
1: Holes. oh god
0: started in 1872 so uh, wow we go way back I don't know if that's technically the first brewery in Connecticut. I really hope that someone's going to be like, what, what was the first brewery? And someone's going to be like, oh, it was Hooker. or it was Nebco. Psych. It was Paul's in 1800s, man. They didn't even have indoor plumbing, but we had beer, I think. I'm pretty sure we had indoor plumbing by the 1800s. We
1: had beer pretty quickly into the evolution of man. What else were we going to do? Hunt, gather, drink. Duh. Yeah, that's kind of it, man. They, they probably started uh, with their hydration vessels very early on. Man, well, I that's what know. their hands were. Hands were the first hydration vessels. See,
0: that's I've said this in a past episode. I want someone to make a glassware that is molded out of my
1: hands, like you know, cupped you hands. Drink. So, you want our yeah. t- so we should have like a Jeff and Tyler variant. Yes, we're drinking it out of our own hands. We're just yours, <laughs> yours would be the, the full size, mine will be the half size, a 16 and 12 <laughs> ounce variety. So, yes. if you don't want such a big one, you can have my hands, and if you want a large one, you can have Tyler's hands.
0: It's pretty cool. It's I mean it's pretty cool, but it's also kinda weird if like a random person's like, yeah, hey, I am It's like drinking, drinking out that... of our hands? Yeah. So it's kinda weird unless someone's like a super simp and was like, dude, I'm simping for these like hand <laughs> these hand glasses. I'm about it, dude. Dude, I I'm you know what? Wait, dude,
1: I... What word did you just say? Simp, dude. Okay, I just heard that word for the first time today on Instagram. Did you really? On a meme. And I don't know what it means.
0: I think a simp is like someone who like will like i don't hold on i'm gonna look at the definition i'm I'm looking i'm looking it up right now i got it i was was about to say something i I got it
1: i'm looking it up i'm
0: gonna look it up too
1: well then what do we do one of us has to talk
0: no dude we'll, we'll have some dead air right now dude
1: so, a man that puts himself in a subservient submission position under women in hopes of winning them over without the female bringing anything to the table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow, that is really specific. A man that puts too much value on a female for no reason. Yeah. Oh, so this is this is this is the female has to be somebody who offers little to nothing, and but they hold them on to st- such great regard.
2: That's yeah. probably even
1: personal. Like they offer you nothing personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think because it's... the the meme I saw that brought that up <laughs> was, and you'll get a kick out of this. um I'm going to quickly grab it. Why don't you fill some air while I I'll quickly look it up because yeah, it's going to be hilarious. Uh,
0: yeah, maybe that one will hit the cutting room floor. I still like the idea of a Timberland boot, like a glass boot of like a Timberland, and the shoelaces are the handles.
1: Someone who's a glassmaker. Oh me. no, that's gonna be- I see
0: that on? Sorry, go ahead. I would say that's gonna be
1: the Da Vinci of that person. Like Shit, I think I saw it on, on Reddit, which I'll never find it.
0: So like I'm now I'm getting super changed because I go and I see like regular pine classes and I'm just like, Ugh, I don't want that man. Like I Oh I I found it.
1: You'll love it. Yep. Billy Eilish rejects Little Pump's offer to wife her. And it, <laughs> then it calls him a little simp.
3: A little simp.
1: Let me see it again. That's great. Uh, it's it's that. good. You'll have to find it out there, folks. Uh, there's no way for me to describe it without uh, a little destroying
0: simp, it. Lil Simp. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this, this intro has already devolved from us talking about um, proper vase.
1: Work. Devolved? And it has evolved. We've gotten to this discussion, Ty. This simp. is good shit. Dude, but simp, you know what's better simping, than
0: this? Simping and easy. That's what I was going to say. Okay, now next thing.
1: <laughs> Do you know what's better than this? What? Tom M. Mm. Good transition. Very soft Thank transition. You. Why don't you tell us about tell the people at home, who are we interviewed today? Yeah, dude. So, it's
0: the Simp Life, it's real. Kidding. Um, no, so we finally got to sit down uh, virtually with Tom M. Uh, if you don't know who Tom M is, he is the guy who quotes that it is all, or decrees, I should say, that it is always stout season. Um, he's someone mm-hmm. who's who's come from the restaurant and bar industry and has had a lot of, um, friends within the Connecticut brewery community.
1: Um, so it's a really good chance that if you're listening to this podcast, you've either know Tom M you've yeah. met Tom M you love Tom M or for some hilarious reason, you hate Tom M there's yeah. you probably have one of those experiences because he is all over the place. He knows everybody.
0: Yeah, no, he absolutely does. And like on social media, like if you post a photo of like not a stout and he'll like comment, not a stout. And we talk about that in the interview and I won't like spoil it, but that's how I started to like know this guy is like, who the fuck is this guy? Um, yeah. And he ended up actually being probably one of the nicer people um, we've ever met. Uh, he does a lot for the charity the Ride, does a lot for the Smilo um, Cancer Center at Yelm Haven Hospital. Um, he gives a lot of his like time and effort to like make the people around him better, and that, that's cliche and whatnot. Tom's listening to this like it's the first episode he's listening to of our show because that was his promise. And now here I am, just feeding Ryan right to his hands, dude, kissing his toes, kissing his toes, simping it up, man. No kidding. Yeah. Um. Tom's like, in all seriousness, Tom's was a great guy, and we wanted to do this in person, um, just like have a bunch of stouts uh, at night and not wake up with a sugary hangover, but we had to do it virtually. Uh, So we're actually going to split this up into two parts. Um, Tom, Jeff, myself, we loved to talk, could have done it for three more hours. I think it was, it definitely was our longest interview to date. Um, We had like, I had the 40 minute trial of Zoom. I had to like close out of it like four four or five times and I was like, Jesus. Uh, So
1: it was great. It was a fun interview um he carries that conversation it was the easiest interview i've ever had to do i had a list of questions in my head and he answered them without me having to say a uh, fucking word it was great you know what ty i was actually annoyed with myself yeah why because i have a stout in my fridge what do you have capsule from tribus Cabulus. Cabulus. that's what i meant you have that still yeah
0: wait when did you get that did you get that when you
1: got the all together uh i think so yeah I hope so. <laughs> no, it's not that old. It was during quarantine. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah no, oh. no, no. It's not crazy old. I just, the beer that I grabbed for the, we all had a beer and the beer I grabbed, I thought I didn't have any stouts. So I grabbed it from my upstairs fridge. I just had one sitting there. But if I just opened my beer fridge, I would have seen that I would have had a stout to offer. And I feel like I've betrayed Tom M.
0: Yeah, dude, you're going to get shadow banned by Tom M. That's fine. Men, so. Uh, yeah, without further ado, uh, we have part one uh, of this interview. Plug our Instagram, you fool. I was just going to. Not Sorry. really, but thanks. Uh, yeah, so first part is going to be happening right now. Um, follow us on Instagram, 1056 PODCASD. Leave us a review on iTunes. Um, roast us. Leave us five stars. We'll read it on air. Um, and that's that's
3: that,
1: man. So... And if if you like this, then stay tuned for part two. Uh, If it's out, then just go listen to it. If it's not out, it's coming soon. So hang in there. Yeah, It's going to be great. Listen to it. Enjoy it. Bask in it.
0: Love it. Damn it. (laughs) And if the words of a wise man, raise hell and praise Dale. We'll see you part two. Bye. um and welcome back because it's gonna be after our intro but welcome back everyone um we're here today with a extremely special guest now before you say tyler you say that for every guest i say well sometimes i don't mean it but this time i do okay Tyler,
1: you're like a care bear everyone's special
0: thank you I'll take that. I don't know if that's an internal <laughs> compliment. I'm going to take it as the latter. but Dude, whatever you want it to be, man.
1: That <laughs> was a compliment.
0: Um, you may know him. He is Mr. Stout Season. Um, He's the hater of IPAs and Sours that we know of. Um, it is Mr. Tom <laughs> M. Welcome in. Thank you for joining us virtually, Tom. It's great to yes. have you finally. Thank, Thank you. you.
2: Hello, hello. Yes, I am the hater of all IPAs, Sours. All their beers that aren't stouts, apparently. Well, at least that's what everyone tells me. So, <laughs> and I, I am very special. My mom tells me I'm special all the time.
1: There hey, you go. See? We're, and I'm we're, sure we're, she means it.
2: I, I mean, I think she has to. <laughs> you know, uh, My mom I mean, always
1: said she, she doesn't have to mean anything.
2: She always told me I had a face for radio, and then I went <laughs> on the radio with Ken uh, Tuccio. So, I mean, hey, it worked out, you know. Yeah, uh, great, and everyone was looking
0: at your face. Yeah, <laughs> it worked out.
1: Yeah.
0: um, huh? yeah, but but Tom, uh, we meant to definitely have you in person, um, and then COVID struck and everything went to shit, and so now we're kind of resorting to Zoom calls. So I wish this could have been in person. I bought I bought two like variations of um, Bourbon County, which I know is in the Connecticut beer, but I wanted to share that. I still have it. I'm not going to open them. Um, that I want to any bottle share or whatever. Um one of those is gonna have your name on it.
2: So I mean it's they're good till whatever. So I mean Burberry County, true. I mean I have a fourteen sitting behind me oh, and are. uh that's about the last one I have. I've given I've raffled most of them off or given away as presents. And uh I just was like I just looked the other day, I was like, I have a fourteen still and I go, but well, six years old, that's still good. I can right. play, and, you know.
0: They say no more than five years, but I feel like that's a loose recommendation. People are gonna um, go for the decade.
2: The older ones uh, depending on what kind of, uh, brewery that made it. Um, there's a few breweries that I've had that are 10, 15 years old and they're tremendous. Uh, Fremont, I think is one, mm-hmm. um, uh, Courage. If you go to OEC, they're not really good. It's really oxidized, but there's still flavor is there. Uh, they sell a 1993, wow. uh, Reckon Imperial Stout. The brewery doesn't exist anymore. Um, and this I had this five years ago and it was they were selling it for like 10 bucks and a guy that I just randomly met uh he's like you want to split it with me and I was like sure so we paid five bucks each you split it and it had all the little goop yeast whatever in the bottom it's fine but it tasted fine it was a little oxidized no carbonation but I mean you know do you want to go past five years No, the older ones I think you can like the ones that have been made years and years ago I don't think anymore past five years is tough I haven't had any like So you look at five years, 2015, Mm -hmm. like Igor's Dream 2013, I've had every year that they put it on draft and I think it's past its prime. Um, I'm trying to think of anything that's past 15 that would be, I mean, you don't want to really age treehouse styles, barrel-aged stuff. The only things that I say past five years or anything from the brewery in California, Mm -hmm. you need to sit on those for five years. Because if you don't, it's literally like you're drinking gasoline and you could literally blow fire because they're so hot. You know, the yeah. Black Tuesdays, the Mocha Wednesdays, yep. uh, the Gray Mondays, they're 20% plus. And you, you need to sit on those for at least five years just to get a good flavor or it's literally all alcohol burn, And they're not so, really enjoyable.
1: So, so, so you, can, you can breathe fire?
2: I mean, drink those. Have you had anything <laughs> for the brewery fresh? Ty, so write that down for an Instagram live idea. Thank you. I
0: like write that, that content. That's good content. You'll yeah. literally
2: be breathing fire. <laughs>
0: I, um, I got a, I think I got a 19 of the Bourbon County and I've never had it before. So I let it age out like a month and I know it's like way too soon, but I was like, okay, I'm very curious. Yeah. What's it going to taste like at like basically day zero, if you will. And it was like very full. I was like, okay, I get why people love it. Cause it's just like, it, it's very thick and it's like wine. It's like 17%. And I'm just like, okay, I could see why you can age this out like four or five more years easily. And it'll still be very, very good. So, oh,
2: yeah. I mean, it, it, I look at it, you know, I give it, there's always the rule of three. I mean, these people are buying everything and like buy one bottle and they drink it and that's it. You know, right. um, it's, if you can't afford it, it's the rule of three. Um, you buy one for now drink it fresh. Don't age it. If you're going to buy an it, don't buy it because you won't know what it was supposed to taste like fresh. So right. you don't know if it got better or got worse. Um, drink one now, drink one six months from now, six, eight months from now to see if there is any change. And then if there, if it's, you could tell if it's starting to go bad then, or like, Ooh, this might not get better. Then you could drink another one. You didn't waste it. Or if it's good, then you have a third one. And then you could sit on that for however long you want, save that for a bottle share in a few years or whatnot, whatever. And that's if you could afford it now, three dollars bottles yeah. or something, 75 bucks <laughs> later, you know, you might not be able to, and that's hopefully you have a friend that bottle shares like, Oh, I had that fresh. I can't wait to try it three years out, you know?
0: Yeah. I was doing that a lot with bourbon County where I kept seeing it like total wine and I was like, Oh, I can grab a bottle. it's like 13 bucks. I did that like five, four or five times over. So I have so many. And then I got gifted like a three year vertical of 17, 18, 19. I was like, well, I'm just going to sit on these forever. And like, I know what they taste like. So uh, yeah. And once
2: you have them, I mean, every year is a little bit of different variants. Um, you know, you could tell the difference between each year, a little bit more booze, a little bit more sweeter, uh my favorite was probably the vanilla from 18
0: that's the blue label right is that the one no (laughs) just
2: the regular vanilla they came out this is the year they came out with the wheat wine uh the first year of the wheat wine the first year of something else and the only draft was the regular and the vanilla the vanilla was literally like melted vanilla ice cream with chocolate Mm. in it when you like not eat when you eat it like um when you take like hard ice cream and swirl it up and make it soft and then you eat, it was like literally drinking that. And I had like God. two that, I had like two that night and I was like, oh boy. And I was in Hartford and I drove home and I got home fine. But I was like, the next day I, like, wow, <laughs> I drank a lot of stout and I had every variant that year in a bottle too. It, Cause the bar brought the, 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 um, uh, yeah, the rep brought everything he had. And I was like, oh great. I don't have to search for it all. I tried it all. And that wheat wine was like 18%. It was, it was delicious. Ugh tasted like four, jesus christ but it was delicious it tasted like four and it was at 18 that's dangerous man oh my god it was what do deli- you got there in your hand this is the oh, it's, oh i don't know if i get my background like i it. i got a oh uh, uh, fox farm it's a go. ghost fox farm uh, woodline.
0: Oh, that yeah. like i thought it was like i was the um the tiddly whatever that new thing is called that like you pour it hard the nitro stat that they did um
2: People oh, I didn't be... get that one. What from oh, okay. Fox Farm?
0: Yeah, from Fox Farm. It's like the thing that's been like they've really been pushing a lot. It's like a nitro, and they're like pour it hard, and it's the only. thing. Oh, that's thing right. I've... Yeah, I, yeah. What I did
2: see that. I just, to be honest, it's it's funny with all this quarantine and stuff. To be honest, I'm looking at all the stouts I'm missing, and actually, it's. Wait, what month is it? May, right? May, yes. April, yeah, really March, yeah,
1: May. It's late May. It's it's, <laughs> it's Mar. April. April. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. it's yeah. may April.
0: <laughs>
2: so i've been missing out on all these releases and like kinsman's come out with three they're actually just came they're coming out with one today it's like a cherry cordial but now they're open so i think i might actually just go grab a draft and sit on the the patio um Gazers came out with two or three and i just Mm -hmm. haven't gotten down there to pick anyone up um there's a a few other ones and like fox farm has the nitro and i'm just like okay i don't want to buy a four pack and drive around. Cause I usually go, I'll have the beer at the brewery, try it. And if it's really good, I'll buy a four pack and then I'll bounce around to certain bars where people are working. They haven't got the chance to have it. And then I'm like, Oh, here, you haven't got it here. Here's a can, here's a can, here's a can, and get rid of it. If I buy a four pack, I mean, I'm literally looking at four cases of beer on top of my beer fridge that probably has six cases of beer. And then behind me is another 12 cases of beer, of bottles and big bombers. And I got rid of 75% last year to charity when I raffled it all off. So I don't drink much beer at home. So That's it's insane. Just, it's just accumulating all this beer. Like I have Treehouse. I have, you know, I have Treehouse. I have, I'm not humble brag, but I have like, I have Treehouse that I bought. I have Outerlight. I have, you know, uh, Alverium just sitting in front of me. Uh, you know, uh, Captain Lawrence that I've bought, but I'm just like, these are all 10% beers. And I'm like, yeah. I'm not sitting at my house on a Sunday. If I'm off on our Monday off and drinking three of them get wasted. Most of these are like snow beers and it ain't snowing anytime soon. Well, 2020's not over. And this month's not over. And didn't That's it true. snow like, three weeks ago anyway so who yeah it that. might
1: snow murder hornets who the hell knows you know oh uh, that's true and not done
2: aren't they done isn't that well, like a one-time phase now it's the like uh cannibalistic rats coming from new york city subway shut the fuck up. <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> wait you, I, I, i'm dead serious you did not hear that story
0: i've seen the no. i've seen that there have been more rat sightings i didn't know they were cannibalistic um yes, which and take look, each other
2: out they're looking for food because there's less people on the subway so there's less garbage so they're looking for anything so they consider them cannibalistic because they're going to come after any meat that they can find
1: oh sick you ever watch that horror movie wilbur yes Yes. he's a guy who's like a loner who talks to rats and kills people Mm -hmm. i think about that movie once a week i haven't seen that a long long time it came out a long time ago i was too young to watch it
0: Yep, I was in like the fourth grade, way too young, way too young. Me <laughs> um, anyway, so Tom, um, I was going to show you my beer. I thought it was a sour stout um, because it's a sour and it looks uh, dark. Jeff, I believe you've had this before. Um, what is it? It's you never know what you're going to get from home. yes yes um which is a black forest cake sour ale with chocolate cherries and raspberries
1: i'm my favorite movie of all times forest Gump. so i bought it immediately i didn't even care where it was
0: so it was, it was good beer um tom that's a lot of adjectives to describe that beer um mm-hmm. your thoughts on
3: something like that
2: <laughs> um i haven't had it uh <laughs> hoax is a very good up-and-coming brewery they are um yeah austin, we like in austin um does a lot of, uh, sours. He loves making sours. That's his favorite. Uh, he's a big If you didn't know, he is a big wine drinker. Uh, he loves, uh, getting different bottles of wine and stuff. If you ever went to the beer collective and talked to him, they would do like oh. bottle shares of beer. And then like certain nights they would just bring in wine and you know, it was like really low key and they would bring in different bottles of wine and stuff. And they were all big winos too. So, <laughs> but he does love his sours. He does make some good sours. Um, I haven't had much from them because, granted, I don't get to the barracks that often. It's not far out of the way, but it's just like that tucked in that quiet corner of East Haven yep. where I get down there and there's really nothing else there. And there also, that is a big hole to get sucked in. Like if you go at seven o'clock in the afternoon, you're not leaving till four in the morning yes oh yeah but you're, but you're drinking the whole entire time
0: <laughs> i like how i said seven in the afternoon just when you get to the beer there is like it is seven in the afternoon it, it really is like <laughs> um yeah i was actually there i've been there like the past two weeks so i picked up a case two weeks ago then i was actually talking with the guy from holes chuck um yeah great guy mm-hmm. and um Jeff was supposed to go wasn't feeling well so you know i went down it there wasn't. and was talking with um johnny and tim guys from armada um sean from hoax and chuck and um they're like great guys and they're just like salt of the earth people who like aren't these like uptight kind of people they were just like guys just hanging out like in between like making beer and it was cool to like kind of like talk with them and really like get to know them more because we're relatively new to the industry this podcast everything Mm -hmm. Um, which is really cool so um, yeah, they're awesome people. And we were at their um, event for the International Women's Day when the Painted Ladies came out. It was early March. Yeah, it was, work, yeah, it was right before everything yep. hit. It was and
2: March 5th, if I want to. It was like 6 was, or 7. It was that weekend. It was the weekend yeah. before St. Patrick's Day. Yep. Not the weekend, but the weekend before that. And I had to work and I was like, oh, I'm going to try to get down there. And, and yeah, I saw you guys there and all the girls were there. And I'm like, <laughs> Yep, I'm closing at Trader Joe's, and yeah, oh. I can't even make it down there. And yeah, the funny good thing time. is, I got out at eleven, or yeah, I got at eleven, and I could have drove all the way down there, and they, you, everyone was still there till two, three in the morning.
3: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I we, was
2: like, ah, crap. Oh, it was, it was my, wild.
0: It was my fun. friend was driving, um, but I could easily see myself. You gotta get sucked into a vortex, and I had like four uh, Curse Kings and like the Reverse Centaurs. And just that place is very, like, homey, and it's very, like, this eclectic space. It doesn't look like this, like, polished place. It looks like someone's, like, downstairs bar, which is awesome. We love that we so much. That. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is my friend's house, and I can be here till like, 3 in the morning just continually cool. drinking.
2: So. And it's also Johnny, too. It's Johnny in that crew, <laughs> just, like – they when Johnny's there late night, forget it. You're you're stuck. You try to leave, nah, he ain't letting you. No. And, not letting you. <laughs> and apparently, assless chaps come out and yes, oh, that. I <laughs> heard about
0: that. I did hear about that. So, um, yeah, I, it, it might be something that Jeff and I need to witness. Um, hey, who knows? Yep. You know, I'll try I mean, anything twice.
2: YOLO? Wait. Oh, no. YOLO is what? <laughs> 2015, 14? I can't I think, I think the dab's still
0: in. I think that's irrelevant. Uh, I yeah. actually play Call of Duty with Johnny a lot, and he is a sweet teammate. Um, so he's the man. I don't know. I can't hang it. But, yeah, uh, this is a sour that is made with cake. So there are no rules. I don't know. Well, yeah, go for it, Jeff. Sorry.
1: It is not a stout. I'm, I ran out of stouts. There's so,
2: that, that's, that's a sin. You ran out of stouts. <laughs> yeah, true. I did. I ran out. I mean, I uh, have enough to get you drunk and like 17 times over right now.
1: That's a lot of times, Jeff. Well, I don't know. <laughs> but I had this beer in my fridge for a while and I, and I wanted to drink it cause I actually do like it. It's blackberry pie from broken symmetry. It's a Belgian style ale. Oh, nice. Okay. It's, it's, it was, I didn't think I was going to like it cause I don't really do blackberry anything, but here we are. I actually saw that, that,
0: uh, I saw that recently on their social media, and I thought I was like, oh, that like, she looked really good. But kind cute. of on that note, Tom, because I know when we were on um, heavy drinking show, it was like obviously like us, like the seven, eight of us. Shout out, like, yeah, shout out to them,
3: yeah, like
0: hanging out. But like, I never got to like pick your brain just about like where the whole stout season thing came from, and
2: and like well, all we stopped of that. you because we were saving it for your podcast because it was already on their podcast. <laughs>
0: They're like, no, right. no, no,
2: no, save it. We've already explained this on the heavy drinkers.
0: Yep, that's true. Yeah. So, I guess tell our listeners, which they, there might be a little bit of an overlap, but tell us how you got started. Uh, yes. Talk about the story.
2: Uh, <laughs> um, so, I worked at a craft beer bar in Naugatuck uh, called the Corner Tavern, still open, mm-hmm. Um. And the funny thing is I had restaurant management experience. I uh, used to run uh, Bertucci's Brookhaven Pizzeria, uh, started in the restaurant business. at was 20, got promoted to management at 23, uh, had management experience. My two friends uh, who were a karaoke DJ, uh, like wedding DJ guy, and the other owner was a bar manager uh, when they were, their dream was always to open up their own bar. And, um, they finally had, um, an opportunity, uh, to open a bar and it was the old corner cafe, uh, in Naugatuck. Um, this bar was, uh, like a staple in Naugatuck. It's been open since 1918. No, 1912. And before that it was a grocery store. So, um, and it only had three previous owners. It was, um, it got closed down in the flood in 1955, reopened in 1975. It had an order from 75 to 2014 when they bought it um, and they wanted to make it a craft beer bar. It was also deemed an Irish bar. Actually, no Irish owners ever, but it was in Connecticut Magazine as one of the top 10 bars you had to be on St. Patrick's Day to get your corned beef sandwich. So, if, like, Oh, bus- hell yeah. Yeah, when buses went around at their stops, they were always the stop and they always got a corned beef sandwich. So they had to keep uphold that tradition too. But they wanted to turn it into a craft beer bar, um, which there wasn't really much in uh, 2014. You had Micro, um, both Prime 16s. Mm. Um, what else did you have? I don't think Blind Rhino. Blind Rhino wasn't open yet for Norwalk mm, down there. No. But there wasn't. Uh, you had Outer Space, which did craft beer and music. Um, Try to think in this area, there wasn't much. Uh, Westbrook Lobster has always been open, but they're more of a restaurant with... Great Connecticut craft beer. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, what else? Um, so they opened the bar. I, they didn't have any management experience. I offered uh, to bartend. I was working at Trader Joe's and I was looking for a part-time jo- uh, gig. Um, and I said, I'm willing to work two, three days a week if you need me. Great, you know, good bartender or whatever, thing like that. Uh, you know, kick back. And they're like, nah, we're not going to hire any friends. And I was like, that's fine. So it is what it is. Um, so I just, well, I'm going to be here anyway, helping you out. So I'll help you out open the bar. If you got any ideas, how to, you know, do this, do that, you know, glassware, this, that, do it. So I kind of paid my dues and they offered me a job and I was like, great. And then I remembered, I don't drink beer. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh yeah, I don't drink a drop of beer and I'm in a craft beer bar and the only brewery I went to was Two Roads once and never drank a drop at Two Roads. I was just there visiting with friends and like, let's go to Two Roads. I'll be like, great. Uh, my nickname is Magners uh, from them because that's all I drank at the old bar in August. that we, we did. I would just order Magners all the time and I would drink like six to 12 bottles of Magners every night. I would drink cider. I'm a big cider person. New England Cider Company, love them, you know? I know, Cheer. I got to get out there. Yeah, I would do <clears throat> Guinness smoothies or black velvets, what they're traditionally called, which was a Guinness, a half Guinness and a half uh, cider. So it kind of gave mm. me the little bit bitterness, but the cider would sweeten it out. Right. Um, so that's how I kind of got a little bit used to the bitter taste of beer, but I still didn't like beer. So I was trying all this... Um, trying stuff on tap and i'm like okay and i'm like oh it's too hoppy too bitter too hoppy too bitter. and then one day i'm sitting at the bar and one of the owners comes up to me puts a a pipe glass in front of me and i go what's this and he goes you like coffee and you like chocolate right and goes yeah i took a sip and it was um uh Willver's, uh coffee porter uh okay. which doesn't Willver's doesn't exist it was all organic up vermont uh like the otter creek it was like an offshoot of otter creek i believe uh okay someone will correct me if i'm wrong Um, and I tasted it and I was like, Whoa, Mike just brain exploded. And I was like, it's not bitter. It's chocolate and coffee goes, yeah, not all beers are bitter. And I was like, are you fucking serious? (laughs) For my whole entire drinking career or whatever, friends would always give me all these beers, Corona, Bud Light, uh, IPAs, whatever, Red Stripe. And I would try all these different IPAs of crap beer. And I'm like, these are all nasty. I don't like them. And then all of a sudden I get a dark beer. I've had Guinness. And I'm like, Guinness is a little still too bitter for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'll put, you know, a shot of Bailey's and Jameson and I'll drink it all day long. Um, But so I drank that and I was like, all right, I'm on the search for dark beer. Mm -hmm. So I started going for dark beer and I started going to different breweries. I went to Relic and got to know Mark from Relic. And I would go to different brews of, what do you have for dark beer? What do you have for dark beer? And I would just try everything. Um, I would go out a lot to the different bars and see what the different bars were doing, see if we could incorporate something in our bar. Um, Prime 16 had a sweet deal Mondays and Tuesdays. It was $4 Monday, Tuesdays. So every draft was four bucks.
0: Ooh, that's dangerous.
2: Also, every flight was four bucks. And that wasn't on the menu. So I would sit there and get four (laughs) to five flights a day. And they had 30 something lines on. And I would just go, give me the paper sheet. All right. Give me these four. Give me these four. Give me these four. I just try everything. Cause I'm a big foodie. I like trying things. I like, uh, I like, um, I I like different notes, different things. What makes this work? What makes that work? Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of stuff I didn't like, but I also wanted to learn about beer. So when, you know, I'm a good bartender and I'm a good bullshitter like every bartender is. And you could bullshit anybody. But when the real McCoy comes in and that real craft beer drinker comes in, you can't bullshit them. You could, right. they're like, they'll see right through you. And I was like, fuck, I have to learn this. So I slowly started learning and I slowly started going to different events, talking to different people, getting to know people in the industry. Cause both of my owners were kind of landlocked in the bar. They didn't leave. They had families. Um, they could, and they're basically were working 80 hours a week at the brewery. So they can't really go out and make those connections. So, I have free time. I'm single. I have one job, and I'm like I had two days off, and I was like, I'll just go out to different breweries and make those connections that I did. And I would wear, as you see, wear my Stout Season hoodie and shirts. I'd wear my Quarter Tavern. I'm like, where's the Quarter Tavern? Said, No, it's at Is that the old Quarter Cafe? They're like, Yeah. He goes, Oh my God, I love their urinals. Now, <laughs> what? See, now both of you make the face, and as if the people. Oh, uh, you just, just caught me off guard, Tom. <laughs> we're, we're, we're recording this on Zoom. Yep. And you both made the face because you're both what? You're both under thirty, correct? Yes. yes Twenty seven. Okay. So you've yeah. never been to the old quarter cafe. No. The old quarter cafe is was around <laughs> it was one of those beer bars that everyone went to, one of those bars that served all the German, the old German European oh, bars. Yeah. Like Delaney's does, like My Place Ooh, does and stuff like that. Well no, they're they're reopening. The, that's right, reopening. they're back. They're back, just COVID is stopping their reopening. Um, <laughs> if it's not a it fire, is, right? They were supposed to open on St. Patrick's Day, and all bars got shut down the day before. So Yeah. Um, so all the older generation knows them, and they would go there and have drinks because there wasn't that many bars around, and it was that old just town bar that was like that old-fashioned um, pub, and the urinals are 200 years old or 100 and something years old. Whoa. These urinals are literally porcelain. Like, you could sleep in the urinals. That's how big they are. You've been what? to beer, like, Okay, you've been to Beer Collective, right? Yeah. You know the urinals downstairs? Have you ever used the urinals downstairs when they weren't out of order?
0: Uh, the that's Beer Collective, in New, that's in New Haven, right?
2: New Haven, yes.
0: No, I haven't been to the ones downstairs. Yeah. Oh, I love that place. That place is awesome, by the way. I've been like three so, or four times.
2: So, so they, they have kind of similar urinals. There's two urinals and they're literally, you could fit two bodies in each urinal. That's how big they are. They're one urinal, but they're porcelain. They're huge, they're heavy. And the Is this a one,
1: tested claim, Tom?
2: What?
1: Uh spinning bodies in
2: the urinal? Is uh is this tested? I, mean, I don't I wouldn't want to lay no, I wouldn't want to lay in <laughs> I don't know. I'm <laughs> just trying to, I'm just trying to <laughs> When you I'm see at. them, when you see them, I mean I would look on my phone right now, but they're probably way out in, you know, years ago it'd have to take a while to look at i send to both of you. But so <laughs> awesome. the number one question, there was two questions. What are you gonna do to the bar? And but the number one question is what are you doing with the urinals? That's what everyone knows about. I'm telling you, ask <laughs> your older generation. So 30, good. 35, 40, 40, 50 plus. But they know the old corner cafe, the corner in Naugatuck. They'll always ask about the urinals. Everyone knows about the urinals. And uh, it would, we, I would joke around with people. I'm like, yeah, we had to destroy them. We took a sledgehammer to them and just destroyed them. And you would see almost a grown man cry. <laughs> I might cry. <laughs> I'm dead serious. And it was a, like a rite of passage to pee in those urinals.
0: Damn.
2: You know, and it used to be an all-male bar, too. The female bathroom is new. Um, it's, it used to be just, they used to have a divider in front of, you know, like, they would only be men only. This is back in the 1800s, and the, you know, but it was an all-male bar, and then yeah. they reopened in the 70s, it was both, but they didn't have a female bathroom. It was just a male bathroom, and then they had to build a female bathroom on the back end off the deck, and that's where the female bathroom is. But yeah,
1: did, did they have to take a sledgehammer to it? Did it have
2: to be so violent? No, just, no, no. We didn't destroy the urinals. Yes. That all was right, the joke. No, no, that was, see, see, you That's, even got worried. Was, I got, got worried. worried. No, I wasn't was, sure. I said, no, we also told people we sold them. And <laughs> oh. people were like, what? And I go, all right, you tell me how the fuck to get a two-ton urinal out of <laughs> this building without destroying a wall, yeah. and we'll sell them." Have
1: you ever watched American Pickers? They could do anything. Oh, that's true.
2: Trust me, you would have to destroy the whole bar. Yeah. I think it's, it's like an old fashioned place where, you know, you ever watch like Bugs Bunny or the old cartoons where everything crumbles and the tub is still there. Yeah. And like yeah. the bathroom is still there. I think that's how they built it. They built the bathroom first and they built it around. <laughs> that's they, put awesome. they, these, they put
0: the urinals in there, like,
2: okay, let's land around this these, urinal. <laughs> these these urinals aren't getting out that door. And the, unless nah, you bet. bust down a wall and you'd have to need like a literally a crane and a forklift to get them out of there. So I'm like, I go, there's no way and we wouldn't just destroy them. And I mean, they're, they're priceless. They are probably 150 years old easily. Yes. And it's, that was like the rite of passage to go piss in those urinals and stuff like that. So Damn. yeah, I gotta, so, I gotta, I gotta go there. Just for, yeah, that. we're,
1: we're going to make a trip. We're going to make a, we're going to make our pilgrimage to pee. So Man. long story. So I started not pee part- for weeks just to prepare.
2: Yeah, so I started bartending, getting to know people, getting to know people in other uh industry uh in, in the, the bar business, the brewery business. Um and both my owners didn't really believe in social media that much. And we got we got a Facebook group. I said, Let me start well, I'm gonna start an Instagram and Twitter because you need you need social media, you need more of an outlet. And I understand how the internet works. And I would post stuff on the Instagram and I would post stuff on Twitter. And on Twitter I got to get to be friends with Jay Timothy's and Westbrook Hi, Lobster. You know, uh, Nikki from J. Tims and Mike, the owner from Westbrook Lobster. So we also started talking, you know, back and forth. And other breweries would see that, and they were both two big proponents of Connecticut craft beer. Mm-hmm. You know, Mike didn't put anything on but Connecticut craft beer, and J. Tims always had, you know, at least five dedicated lines to Connecticut craft beer. Um, and so were we. We had uh, we had eight lines out of our original twenty six, and then we added thirty three. And then now I think they put on like half the lines is Connecticut because there's enough breweries back right. then. You didn't have enough breweries, but, um, and I would just go to different places, start on tap, post stuff on on tap, um, add people when I went to different breweries just randomly. So they would see, Oh, what's a corner tavern. Got to be friends. Um, I actually ended up meeting Phil from five churches, um, okay, yeah. the owner from five churches, um, through untapped. I added him and his wife. They were at a uh, bar in Bristol while I was at Firefly. And I'm like, oh, these are cool craft beer drinkers. Let me just add them to my Untapped. And they were always like, we got to get down to the Corp Tavern. One time they did. Now, I wasn't there. I was working at Trader Joe's. Uh, and then ended up bumping into them at um, Backstage when it was a um, uh, uh, Founders uh, Breakfast, not Breakfast Out, but Founders KBS release. Um, and. They're like, oh, we're sitting at the, and on, on their top, we're sitting in this booth over here. So I went to talk to them and everything like that and started to get to know them. And they're really awesome people. And a year later, they invited me to their wedding. This is before five <laughs> churches opened and everything and became Jeez. really good friends with them, you know? Oh my God. Um, and this is, it just, I just, that's why I love the community. It's, I love yeah. it. I love everyone. Everyone is there to help each other, everyone is there to support each other, um, grow, be friends. We have a great thing in common fear. And we're, yeah. the funny thing is we're all introverts, and that's why we drink, so we could become extroverts <laughs> and be these bigger-than-life people as I'm being uh, out there. Um, but, yeah, I just got known for stouts and drinking stouts. And, um, you know, the whole thing started with uh, the first hashtag, Tom Memza dick. Uh, <laughs> that, was, uh, that was started by Bill Steinbacher uh, from Nowhere's and my other no, buddy, but, okay. Bill Icon, uh, Bill Fitterin. Uh, we were at a uh, Disco Pig 2.1 release. That's how long ago. Um, we are at Black did- Hog, right? Black Hog, And they did a bottle share. And I never had met Bill before. Uh, Bill Stein, <laughs> Steining. And I never met him before. I had it. We were untapped friends. He'd been to the bar. I never met him. Uh, he was friends with one of my owners. He grew up with one of my owners. Mm-hmm. So I never got to meet him before. And I knew my other buddy, Bill. And I just got from work. I went to Nardelli's, grabbed a sub, sat mm-hmm. down, and I'm bitching about work. And all of a sudden, Bill just goes on and over. The first thing he says to me, he goes, man, you really are a dick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so he created you know? the hashtag without even meeting
2: you? Yes. He, well, Good. Because a lot of people knew me from, I think I was a part of CT Beer Driggers at the time. And I would be oh, a okay. very, uh, I was quiet at the beginning. But then I would be one of those people that would speak for representatives and reps. I would say things that they couldn't say because they would get fired. But I also agreed with it. So it would be also my opinion. So I put it out there. And a lot of people are like, thank you, thank you. I can't say that. I'm like, no, I'll say it. I don't care. I'm not going to get fired from a brewery, and Trader Joe's doesn't care what I think about beer. Um, (laughs) So I would be a very vocal, dickish person. I mean, I wouldn't be an asshole. I'm not starting trouble, but I would say things that people want to say, but couldn't say it because they were afraid to say it. I'm like, just put it out in the atmosphere, and it goes. So he said that, and then every pitcher that night, they just had, and every untapped check-in, they hashtag Tom M's a dick. And if you go on Instagram, you'll see the first original pictures. It's there. So that kind of followed me. I'll be right back. Yeah, go ahead. Go look it up. You'll see, just on Instagram. You'll see there's probably 20 pictures now. I found
1: it. I found it on Instagram. I found some good photos of you here, Tom.
2: (laughs) There's no such thing as good photos of me. Oh,
1: I don't know. Look at this handsome guy. Hold on. let Let me, where is it?
2: You must be drunk already
1: look at that i'm i'm looking at him he's holding a nice a stout in his hand he's got his t-shirt on he's looking into the camera so i remember
0: so the way that you kind of came onto like my radar was
2: as annoying as fucking hell and shoved down your throat
0: (laughs) like kind of but it was like annoying but that's
2: the nice way of saying it but
0: i mean like no i'd be straight up with you the way it was where i would post a beer or something and you would just be like no like, it would be an IP. Yeah, like, no, it's out. And I was, so no. at first, like, I didn't know you. I didn't really know what was going on. I was like, I was like, who the fuck who the is fuck this is guy? This? Yeah, yeah, I was like,
1: who the fuck is this guy? I was like, this yeah, guy's We really might have to
0: fight thing. him. So, like, and then just like seeing you, like, post that all the time, I was like, okay. I'm like, this definitely is, like, his thing. And I saw, like, the t shirts. And I was like, okay, he's actually not a dick. Like, he's actually doing cool stuff. And then I just, like, would follow the Connecticut beer drinkers thing. I was like, okay, this guy's funny i was like okay i get it now like he's actually funny
2: wow people that's the first person that's ever said i was funny wow well, usually because, it's annoying and you know what
0: else because, <laughs> it's, because what i've learned is that like there's two types of people everyone's like oh this is great blah, blah. like it's everything yeah. is perfect corona five out of five all the time great like no it's not the case
1: and then <laughs> there's people, pandemic this and is then great
0: there's the extreme who are like i'm gonna have the like an angry chair uh, like double barrel aged stout. And they're like, no, this sucks because it's not a sour. And it's like, okay, there's, there's always these total po- like those two polar opposites. And then you come through and you're just like, oh, this isn't a stout. Yeah. And like, it's just kind of funny because you have a slant where like you're being honest, but it's in one silo and you like stouts and you like good stouts. And you, you are just like seemingly a good guy. Like we, we, we talked like four hours with every drinking podcast. It's like, okay, I get it now. Now it's funny. I get it. Or I don't. And you're just trolling everyone.
1: So, so Tom, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, I was, I, I was going to bring up heavy drinking podcasts, but I want you to finish your thought.
2: Yeah. Oh no. I mean, yeah, you're the initial Tom M phase, So you think I'm funny. You get to know me for another few years and you'll be like, shut the fuck up. Okay. It's not always <laughs> out season. Oh my God. Cause even the people out there are like, no, Tom's a good guy. Tom's a good guy. And now they're like, okay, enough give it a rest it's <laughs> all good, you know it's all in good fun i mean the stout season thing i didn't even start like everything really? i've ever done no see the thing is i didn't even everything i've ever done that i've capitalized and like done for charity and stuff mm-hmm. um is just someone put something out there and i'm like i like that i'm gonna run with it and see what happens and see if it sticks um i was at no worries for one of ken tuccio's events i want to say sumo slam for one of the music festivals, I think it was Sumo Slam, and a friend of mine just caught a picture of me. I'm drinking a coffee, straw's hanging on my mouth, and I have this look on my face, and it got posted. Well, a guy at CT Beer Trigger, Stephen Bach, which he's been quiet of lately, uh, you might have met him. He worked, at, uh, he worked at the Beer X. He's worked at uh, Firefly New England. He used to be a bartender um, at a Collective, and he makes some really good beer. He's a good home brewer. And he just made a stout uh, a meme, and it goes, "Bro, do you even know Stout Season?" That's it. So I was like, "Oh my God!" I'm posting this on all every time someone <laughs> posts this IPA. I'm just like, "Bro, do you even know Stout Season?" And, <laughs> and then my buddy Cully, um, who works, uh, used to work for Iron Heart Canning, um, and works now where Cans is the lead canner and runs the canning line at Treehouse. Um, oh. He's a big IPA guy, and we would just go back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> he's got a picture. He's got a picture of him drinking a, uh, an IPA and go, What season? And I'd throw that out there. We'd go back and forth. And it was just fun trolling people drinking IPAs and just be like, Literally, CT beer drinkers, this was the height of the New England style IPA when it was starting to really get big. And sip was huge. And fuzzy was huge. And that's oh, all yeah. you would see. Where's Sip? Where's Fuzzy? Where's Sip? Where's Fuzzy? Where's fuzzy? Oh, who's making the next one? Bo, bo, bo. And I'm like, what the fuck dude why is anybody just drink drink, uh, a stout in the winter and only drink it when it's literally stout season and i'm like that's where it's always stout season came from because i'll drink a stout in 95 degree weather and drink it all day long you know it it doesn't matter why can't and then other people started like yeah i'll drink a stout too all day long stouts are great and it's funny and i'm not saying i'm the one no, I am saying I'm the one. Uh, no, I'm not saying I'm <laughs> the one that got more breweries to make more darker beers or you know, during the summer seasons. But if you notice, more and more breweries are making more and more variety of beers because mm-hmm. it's pulling more. It's honestly it's just pulling more beer drinkers that wouldn't normally drink. If it's all IPAs, I'm like, I really don't want to drink IPAs. Right. Like, I would go to New England, and uh, Cool Beans is my favorite beer. The first time I ever went <laughs> to New England, case in point because my also handle on instagram is cool beans that makes Uh, sense yeah i answered and they always they always thought like a lot of my friends like did they name that beer after you i'm like no no they didn't it just coincidence i thought you just loved the movie hot rod (coughs) oh god no shut up okay this podcast
3: podcast (laughs) (laughs) Um,
2: but the first time i ever went there i got um stout trooper um and CoolBeans and growlers and it was delicious and it was great. And mm. I have probably over 200 and something logged on tap check. <laughs> you do. I remember that. God. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll drink when it's there <gasps> on when it's there on draft. I'll drink four or five, no problem. Pine glasses, you know. But um, Jesus. And I would just go there for the stouts. And then all of a sudden, like, the stouts would go away. And I'm like, all right, I'll, guys, I'll see you when Galaxy comes out. Because I like Galaxy Hop. It's mm-hmm. a more of approachable hop. And then yep. I'd go for Goldstock. I tried Goldstock once and it was really good. And that was the only two times I'd go in the summer. And I would never go back to New England until the winter happened again. And then I'd go get Stout Trooper again and Cool Beans or whatever. And it was and it was just like, all right, so New England Brewing Company is the, the third largest brewery in the state. And it's the, probably the second big – it is technically the second biggest brewing uh, gallon-wise under um, two roads, two roads. Yeah. Um, in the state. And I'm like, well, what the hell? Now I go there literally, well, when we're not COVID, I'm there two days a week. Easily. Why? Because they decided, slowly but surely, when Marty came aboard, we need to have more variety of beers. It's literally, New England was all IPAs. And that's all they're known for. for But they're just heavy IPA. There was one time I walked in and there was seven dark beers on. And I went, have I died and gone to heaven? And New England Brewing Company is actually putting that many dark beers on different is different kinds of dark beers. And it was great, but it's yeah. variety and people loved it and they still sell. And now granted is IPA King. Yes. Does it sell more than anything? Yes. Sorry. <laughs> okay. my, my outlet was cl- clicking at me and I was like, uh, I'm going to start a fire soon. Um, yeah. So yeah, they're king. They're going to sell more. That's the moneymaker. New England style IPAs, yeah. IPAs, sours do, but it's, they're still like stouts. They're not as approachable, but they're right. that next level that's trying to get that upper echelon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but stouts are always there. People love it. The pastry stouts is what everyone loves. Mm-hmm. And just, but you, the drinkability is not there. No, like yeah. if you have a nice New England style IPA, you could drink three of them. 6%, 7%, you could drink three pints, whatever. How many pastry stouts are you drinking? Maybe one. 10 yeah. ounces, not 16. <laughs> no, no, yeah. And they're a 12 usually, ounce. Yeah, 12 yeah. ounce. And usually anywhere between 10.5 and 13%. Mm-hmm. They're starting to creep up there, but that's it. So you make a smaller batch, charge more, and they're like your finisher. They're, they're the end game beer. You know? You're know, you like, okay, I'm going to finish with that big beer because right. that's my dessert beer or whatever. Yeah, like dessert beer, teams. yeah, yeah. But... Yeah, exactly. And that's what you do. So you're not going to do it. And like with me like Cool Beans is like my Narragansett lager. It's like my Miller High Life. I could just drink a ton of them because <laughs> it's just easy drinking. It's straight tasting stuff. So, you know, it, it's it's good. Drink it, it's good, like Nevco says. Uh, where other people could just drink a ton of the Sea Hag, That's fine. It's different taste for different people, you know? Yeah, that's like me. <laughs> um, so it just, uh, we're, that's where all the kind of me doing the stouts and everything started. And then funny that you're drinking Broken Cemetery. Um, I am. Yes. The owner, um, one of the owners who owns the green grunion, um, mm-hmm. if you've ever had that food truck, the Cali style burritos. Uh, Paul, yes. Oh God. Yes. Well, if you've been to broken cemetery, you can have the burritos there. Oh, yeah. Cali on acid is my favorite, man. Yes. Yeah, they, um, he, a good friend of mine and he knows, Oh, Tom and stealthies and whatever. And he's like, and one day we were talking at black hog. He's like, you should really do something with this. And I'm like, "What?" cause everyone loves you. Everyone knows who you are online this and that, you know, you have a following and I'm like, okay, I don't believe you, but whatever. Um, it's like, you should really do something with it, you know, make it sure, do something. And I'm like, I'm not that kind of person. I'm just, I'm having fun. I'm just enjoying drinking, whatever. And people want to gravitate towards me online or listen to what I actually say for a person that's only been drinking beer for two, three years at that time. Sure. Other people's like, Oh, go listen to this guy. His opinion's much better. He's been doing this for a lot longer and read books. You know, I don't read. Um, you know Rings for nerds that's okay that's exactly. right that's right yeah that's right i i where's the pictures in the book in the pop-up yeah and the things that move and that's what i want exactly um, <laughs> so he's like make a shirt and i'm like so i thought about it and i'm like you know what okay i'll make a shirt and i did the the first one which was the gray shirt if you look on over the, the tom M's a dick you'll see probably a few people wearing it um it says it's always stout season and the dr pepper font and then oh. it said hashtag tom M's a dick on the side yeah. Um, like underneath, so yep. so I did that, and we decided, and I put it out with CT Beer Drinkers. Yeah, that right there. That's the that hood. says right there it says Tom um, Him's a dick right there. Oh Ty, I know God. you can't read it, but that's yeah.
0: What it says. I can see it. Yeah.
2: So so I did that, and I put it out, and we sold like twelve shirts off the bat. And Pat uh, DiCaprio from No worries Slash Full Pores Radio, um, he owned a business with Cantuccio called Barbershop Window. the you owned know, a wrestling T-shirt business, and when they split, Pat kept most of the equipment. So he did it on the side. He's done a drunk, a pack of shirts, uh, no worry shirts. And he's like, Oh, I can do this for you. And I'm like, cool. He doesn't make any money off of it. Um, if he takes a few bucks for his time, I'm okay with that. You know, like, you know, it's here, there, it's nothing really major. Um, and he's like, I could do this cost and it's going to cost you this much a shirt for the print. And then you make like, we make like 13 bucks for charity off the shirt, 13, 14 bucks. And I'm like, cool. So I post online, sold 12. Honestly, twelve paid for the print, a hundred print or seventy-five prints, and that's it. I was like, All right, so everything's gravy. And I started posting this. This was just before closer to free. Uh, I didn't do it that year. It was like a month before, and I said, All right. And my best friend was doing it. And I was like, if any if I make any money, I'm gonna just donate it to her for closer to free. And I didn't I just broke even, so I didn't donate any money.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: I just decided to keep on selling the shirts out of my car. I'm pretty sure it's people like, Oh, that's a cool shirt. Do you have it? I'll buy it, I'll buy it uh outer light has probably been one of my biggest uh buyers they've literally every shirt they've bought at least four to five no questions asked tommy from outer light has always bought four to five uh micro has bought uh the first one they bought like six of them uh each and, and this is all going through different staff members but um and we sold 75 in a year and i was like great we probably made seven eight hundred dollars Uh, for charity for that and that was part of my closer to free Mm -hmm. and then with star wars and the dark side i had this idea of making what you see behind me but with the always in um there and i came with that and we kind of tweaked it a little bit where we made the t a little bit longer and the s a little bit longer Mm -hmm. on the end just tweaking it a little bit we put the it's always i said i wanted it's always in the middle because that's kind of the saying and we did that and then we went back and forth about putting the tom m's a dick on it (laughs) <laughs> and the reason being is a lot of friends were like i love this shirt but i'm never gonna wear it out in public and i go right. why not it's profanity i go really so we didn't put it on it and then i got shit for not putting it on it
1: oh you can never make people happy i, yeah. I mean i get it
2: so it went back and forth so we came and we never came to fruition we were gonna go okay we came up with the idea of getting you could order your shirt dick or dickless <laughs> That's what and I'm we saying. You gotta have And that. we were gonna do like the Tom m's a dick on the sleeve, but I was like, yeah, it's too much trouble. Pat's busy, and I'm like, I don't want to just create more work for him. and costs a little extra. Right. So, or,
1: or here's an idea: you put it on the inside of the shirt, and then they flip it up over their head, and it says I've, Tom m's a dick. I've
0: seen that. There
2: All you the go. Mo- <laughs> oh, you want to see my zombie? Vi- and, and yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But it says
1: <laughs> so they can only reveal it when they want it. Man, there uh, you go. By the, so, way, I'm, I'm step, by the
0: way, I'm actually cracking this up, by the way. Uh, chocolate sweater? Mocha, Mocha chocolate sweater.
2: Nice. There you go. That's nice. for you, Tom. Thank you. So um, so we posted that on CB, ZD Beer Drinkers, and everyone loved it. Mm-hmm. And um, I sold with Nebco, posted it, and the first week we sold 55 shirts, online only, without printing one yet. And I, me and Pat looked at each other like, well, I guess that was successful. Yeah. We <laughs> ended up selling 100 shirts within like a month just out of my car and stuff like that. And probably to date with hoodies, I've probably sold five, almost $600. Uh, I think with hoodies, I think five to 600 hoodies and shirts. And that's in two years going, wow. that's two years and two days. Because it was like two days ago, it popped up on time hop when I first released it. And then we did the Avenger shirt, which mm-hmm. we sold just under 100, which I still have some left. And then I decided to do the pink variant, uh, for girls. Cause I'm like, I don't have a pink shirt. I don't know why. Um, I did the pink variant and then we did the stay home and Style season, which we sold 100 in two weeks, uh, which was great. Um, yeah. And then Alvarium has been great. And Alvarium, uh, offered to sell my shirts there. And I'm like, and they were, so, uh, Kate was at Alvarium. She's like, so, um, how the other breweries pay for these? What, how do you do it? And I go, you're honestly the first brewery that's really wanted to go forward with this. Others offered, but I'm like, I never really followed up. Cause I'm like, yeah, I don't uh, thank you. I appreciate the offer, but it's right. okay. I don't want to bother you with my charity. And she really offered. So I was like, all right. And probably Alvarium has sold total both kinds of shirts. Well, all three kinds. Cause they have the pink, they have all the different uh, Avengers ones and they have the, the stout season. Uh, they've probably sold 50 shirts. No problem. Wow. just them alone. Yeah. Wow. I'm just hanging them up and I'll get random memos when they're under, not under COVID. And it's like $20 I'll vary them medium, extra large. And I'm like, damn, that's cool. You know, and all the girls, you know, Taylor, Cherokee, Maya, um, they've all bought mm. shirts. They've all bought hoodies. You know, they all support the cause they mm. all wear them. And they have the funny thing is they all wear them regularly as their staff shirts too, so, <laughs> which is awesome. You know, um, Westbrook lobster, Ended up two years ago for their 14 nights of stouts. Ended up, that was their staff shirt, the whole entire 14 nights. So he <laughs> ended up buying 14 shirts wow. and donating to charity. So it, it, it's great. So you know? what
1: charities does this go to?
2: So um, everything... You, a lot of money going out to charity. You've been doing a lot of great work. Yeah, so everything... Um, Great question, great question, Jeff. When you're like you, oh, thank you, got you. Great questions.
0: He's pretty know, good. Various, he's, he's pretty good. Yeah. You know, thank you're
2: the it. you're the silent but deadly type. You know. Yeah, you gotta
1: find your moment. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> like a good fart. You know what I'm saying? And right.
2: <laughs> silent. Okay. Um, I got it. I was okay. just
1: hanging in there.
2: Okay. Like a good fart. Um, like a good fart. There it is. Tom, yeah! Um. So it all started for closer to free. Um uh, for Smilo cancer center, Yale Haven hospital, mm-hmm. um, team craft beer, New England, which is run captain by Marty Giuliani from, uh, NEPCO. Mm-hmm. Uh, my best friend, Erica, uh, she did it for a few years for her family. She's always been bugging me to uh, do it with her. She's like, you should do it with me. And I'm like, okay. And I didn't have a bike and I would always go down and support and, uh, cheer her on and stuff like that. It's a ride. It's not a race. Mm-hmm. It's anywhere between 10 and a hundred miles. Um, so I didn't have a bike and I finally ended up buying a bike two years ago, the week before the race. While I already raised $3,300 for charity, uh, I was number two on the team, no, number three on the team behind Marty and Mike Farber from um, the owner of Micro. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll be number three with two business owners, you know, um, on the team. And I bought the bike the week before, and ended up doing. And I told everyone I was going to do 100 miles. I hadn't been on a bike since I was 18. I was 38, so 20 years. <laughs> um, and I said I'm going to do 100 miles. I said it's easy. I pull pallets in from work. I'm on my feet all the time. I got good leg muscles. Whatever. I ended up doing 65 in seven hours. Very proud of myself. A band. And yeah. I did it. It was, it was more of the point. Uh, a lot of people were like, well, you're going to miss out on all the party and the good stuff. And I've right. done the party and good stuff. I've hung out there. They have a beer tent and they have bands and stuff. And I've, I've done that when I was just a fan supporting it. And it was more about going out there and pushing myself to the limits because the people in the hospital couldn't. The people that mm-hmm. we were riding for couldn't. Because you actually go at about mile two, you ride right by Smile Out. And all the patients sit Ah. in front and it's literally not a dry eye in the house. And you shake their hands and you wave at them and they're all cheering you on and thank you for your support. And basically my motto is I'm doing what they can't do because if they have to suffer in there, I'll suffer a little bit on the bike and I know I'll survive this and I'll be better the next day where they wish they can do this and they don't know if they're going to survive the next day.
1: So that was my whole, you know, that
2: was my whole point. And I was I was happy. I was only my goal was only seven hundred and fifty dollars and the minimum you have to do is five hundred. Um and I blew past that and I you know with all that was just straight t shirt sales, some donations from family members and stuff, Mm -hmm. but that was just all all the shirt sales I did. And then last year I started doing um I made a beer with Debco uh called hashtag it's always stout season. Oh yeah. Um, we barrel aged it um in uh uh, 12-year George uh, Dickel barrels, which was kind of funny. They were George Dickel barrels. Um, we uh, aged I, in- I don't get the humor.
0: Uh, that's okay. <laughs> so, yeah,
2: you'll you'll laugh on it on the ride home. Um, <laughs> um, so uh, we aged it for four months. Um, and I was like, well, what are we going to do with this? They got half. I got half. Mm. So roughly like 12 to eight logs. Uh, I'm sorry. No. 16 logs total. I got we roughly got eight logs. So I oh, said, "All right, well, I'm gonna run events at my favorite bars. All these people are doing like an event here, there. I'm like, let me run all these stout events. So I came up with the idea called Stoutomania. So I made posters. I had a friend of mine, Alyssa, who uh, designed the poster. I said, I want it to look like this, and it's the old-fashioned like 1970s wrestling posters. You know, like you see Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. Yeah. yeah, yes. poster and stuff like that. I yes. I want that to look like this kind of that feel, where it's at Stoutomania, you know, um, and it's got all the events introducing the beer, blah, blah, blah. And then <laughs> all the events were at the bottom. Yeah. And uh, we did eight events all at my different favorite craft beer bars. Uh, we did one at Texaco. We did a Black Hog event with Marissa, who worked at Black Hog. We did a Luau. Uh, um, I did one, the Stouts and Stours, Stouts and sours at Alvarium. Um, I did a birthday. My last one was at Eli Cannon's. It was just my birthday. and We put the beer on. Um, <laughs> the first one was at Nepco. It was a BTE um, uh, trivia night. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did it, and it was called Give. And Ken was doing a, a, a thing, and that was the day of the release. And Yeah, I remember so that. So I come in. It was my day out of retirement because I had a bartender in a few years. And they're like, oh, you want to try the beer? Sure july 16th it's 102 degrees outside humans oh. they pour me the beer and i shit you not i go fuck it's not always south season
3: no. First. No!
2: Exactly. Well, the, reason, the reason why fuck. i said it, it just, yeah exactly i was like i cannot put this out in public i can't say this the beer was delicious The beer was only four months old, and it was so hot, boozy. It was an Mm. 8% beer, but it was so fresh and boozy because the barrels were so wet with bourbon. It was was delicious. So it didn't get to settle really down. And I took that sip, and it was delicious, but I was like, woo, this is like Ric Flair woo, and it was so hot. (laughs) And it was so (laughs) good. But I was just like, all right. And it was fun seeing how – it got better from July, middle of July to the end of middle of September. Uh, the second event was Barcade and it kind of hit me that day. I'm sitting in Barcade and I was only going to do two events the year before because we mm-hmm. were talking about doing uh, this, like just events. And it was going to be Blind Rhino in Norwalk and Barcade. Because Barcade, you know, I was like, this is a cool event place. I, you know, I like this. And we talked about it doing it. They're CT night. They do Every year around July, they do a CT beer night where they just put all CT beers. And it's always a fun event. It's always a big event. And Jeff, the, the beer manager, said, yeah, let's put it on. I'm like, and I see it on the beer board, New England Brewing Company. It's always stout season. You know, proceeds go to smile. And it yeah. just kind of hit me there. And I'm just like, wow, a beer that I helped collaborate. I did not make. Uh, Greg from <laughs> Nebco. It's his whole recipe. He did a great job. I just told him what I wanted it to taste like. Mm, yeah. um and he did a great job and it just kind of hit me like wow a beer a guy that didn't drink beer five years prior um after that time and now has a beer with probably the number one debatable the number one brewing company uh in the state at the time sure. um, with his name attached to it and i'm like it was kind of surreal i was like this is kind of cool and people loved it um uh, uh sam from little house keeps on asking because he had it that night he goes, when can I get that Tom Ember again? And I was like, soon it's in the barrels. You know, we've already brewed another batch of it. We brewed oh, okay. pre COVID. Um, we brewed another batch right at the end of February, uh, two weeks before, right after the five churches event. Uh, we brewed it that day. Uh, we brewed it on the big system because it was uh, this time. So we could get a little bit more yields, fill the barrels. Uh, and it got put in barrels at the end of March, beginning of uh, April. So who knows when that's going to get released. That name will not be It's Always Stout Season anymore. Um, I (gasps) do not want – I never wanted the beer to be named – I wanted a brewery to name a beer after me just as a joke, and it has to be – Any beer that names a Tom M. beer has to be like a Sour Barrel H IPA. (laughs) Something that everyone loves. It's the most popular beer in the world. Like it's number one on Beer Advocate. It beats Teddy Topper for the first time ever or Pliny the Younger or whatever. And I take my first sip and I go, it's the most disgusting beer in the world. And that's what I want beer to name after me that I hate that everyone loves. Tom M.
0: is a dick. I was just thinking, yeah, yeah, Tom M. is a dick.
2: Well, yeah, but then it's profanity. Just name it Tom. No, because I'm not Tom. I'm Tom M. You know, you All right, have just to, made it Tom M. It's branding. It's, you have to always trip the M because anybody's a Tom. That's true. Like Madonna, Cher, Beyonce, Beyonce, Beyonce Cisco, Cisco Jay Z, Macklemore. It's Tom M. <laughs> Macklemore. Get out of here. <laughs> you know, white people. I'm not <laughs> you just couldn't help it, man. could no, yeah. I right, just named it Tom M. Just, like, so, flat out no, Tom M. I, I have a name. It's, an, it's I'm not announcing it here. I'm sorry. That's fine. We weren't going to push. It. We are it hoping. But... It'll be a surprise. It's a, it's a very sentimental name. Um, and I bounced it off with Marty and Rob, and they said, yes, definitely. Because um, we were always thinking of a name. We thought of, like, remission season and stuff like how to do something with cancer, closer to free. Oh, but okay. Craig came out with AIDS Babies. Okay. It's, a name, it's a name that he always throws in so when craig at new england thinks of names he gives a list of like 25 and like the 15th one is always aids babies <laughs> just to be like no and one day it's going to slip in and there is going to be a New England Brewing Company AIDS babies. Uh, oh,
1: that the CT Beer
0: Drinker's Facebook page is going to just implode if that happens. On that I'm day that. we'll
1: actually do a live feed reading comments from Okay, but, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: But when they know that Craig <laughs> named it, they'll be like, "Oh, that makes perfect sense." But
0: like <laughs> then then Go like we're, um the Instagram page the Worst Beer Blog will pick it up. And then you're going to get that residual just like what the yeah. fuck's going on. See that? So you got to watch out for it.
1: So, yeah. uh, So are you expecting that beer to come out relatively soon? I'm not um, saying you have to give it time. So, but like,
2: so last year, they literally pulled it out. We pulled it out too early. But I'm yeah. sure. Four
0: um, months is kind of early, yeah.
2: Yeah. Wow, the boat joke went right over both your heads. No, I heard Wait,
1: it. <laughs> no, I didn't hear What did you say? I said we, we pulled, pulled out it too out too early, early. man.
2: Ah. Uh, um, yeah we the wanted to age, joke we wanted to age it longer they wanted to age it longer they're like oh what do you need this for september i go the race is the second week of september i'd like to do these events i got a two month span where i have friday saturday off and i like to do this now and i literally just work 45 hours 50 hours a week and then that was a second job so we pulled it out <laughs> in july we tasted it we're like okay this is good four months we wanted to go a little longer whatever um, with COVID now, I have no events set up for the summer because I would be planning now it is, you know, May, May, right. yeah, May, June. I'd already have, I think I announced everything July 1st. So I'd already had everything kind of set up in June. Who knows what we could do right now. I love Stouts and Sours was in August. I would love to do Stouts and Sours again because that was probably my most uh, successful event besides the five churches one now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stouts and Sours, we raised 3600 um, we had six beers donated, eighteen hundred for beers, eighteen hundred for raffle prizes, and we did. It was great. Um, one of my buddies uh, who I bottle share with gave me a Jay Wakefield bottle. It's like, see what you can get for this, and I'm like, this will easily get fifty. This is like a silent auction. wasn't even prepared. I was just raffling off my like my cellar, and mm-hmm. I was just going to come with a table, and I was going to bring the most beer there. Dollar raffle, whatever. So I posted a CD beer drinkers. and said, Hey, anybody want to, anybody got, and I know a lot of people got good bottles that they don't want to, they're not drinking and they want to give up for a good cause. I ended up getting 40 bottles from people just dropping off at Alvarium. And I said, I'm going to pick the top nine and I'm going to put those who I think they could get the most for silent auction. And people donated Coles road donated one and they weren't even open yet. Uh, uh, some souls ones. Um, some more Jay Mm Wakefields. I think we uh, auctioned off a Hell's Farmstead, like big Magna bottle. Um, And then my my buddy uh, ended up, um, my buddy who is uh, now doing like a, uh, not a blacksmith, but he's making knives and uh, all uh, metal work and stuff like that. He started a business and I said, hey, would you like to make a set of knives and raffle it off? He's like, sure. And we made, they were a little under the the knives were valued at 300. We did about 200 for those, but it was $200 for charity and a silent auction. And then we did a $5 raffle with all the other big bottles that I didn't deem whatever. And, And then I did the dollar raffle and there was so much beer to win. You know, it was like people were walking out of there. So one, I think, I think Sam from full pours walked out of there with almost a case of beer. Shout out to Sam.
0: Shout out to Sam. jeez. You know, oh,
2: yeah, she literally was like, "I'm like Sam again." I'm like, "She's like, oh my god!" And that is like, "I'm like, <laughs> okay, you need to stop winning." You know, let other people. Win. <laughs> but um, it was great, and uh, we ended up um, I ended up raising ten thousand dollars, uh, last year on my page, and then I also took another sixteen hundred dollars that I raised too that I didn't put on my page and donated it to other writers on my team so they can reach their own goals. Because, I mean, I was doing so much. I mean, I'm, not everyone has, could do eight events, and some people were working so hard and right. really putting it out there and trying to raise money. And certain people had certain goals, and, you know, I wanted them to reach their goals. So I just started, ended up tipping people, like, you know, $100 here, $100 mm-hmm. there, you know, $50 there. That had people I knew that wanted to reach their goals that were so close. So they didn't have to struggle down the last wire to, uh, to get there. So, and then we raised, ended up raising a quarter of a million dollars as a team. Wow. Yeah, we doubled. Fantastic. We just under doubled our what we did last year. We did no, I'm sorry, we doubled last year. We did 114,000 2 years ago and we did 251,000 this year or last year I should say. So it's
1: amazing I, to like to take like a step back and like you just told your your entire biography which is so fantastic <laughs> yeah and
2: you have no listeners now no one's listening <laughs> yeah. actually no, you know Tom. there's probably two people listening stefania and jess from the drunk Apaka, while they're working and they just have it in the background they're like all right tom's still fucking talking
1: well i but, mean but but we, here, here's what i love we is get like you four start, no we start you start with like you don't drink beer until yes. someone presented you a stout to raising uh you said a quarter million.
2: Yeah, the team did. I personally the did. The team I, yeah.
1: I know, but like, oh. yeah. now you're a part of a team to now yeah. raise quarter million for charity using beer and a branding for beer. Yeah. Right? Yes. You know, yes. Like like that journey when you break it when you take a step back and you look at the beginning and end like that is is
2: fucking wild. Yeah. When you I tell mean, it in
1: the whole progression it makes sense but like that's you yeah, had no idea. There's no way you knew.
2: I still don't. I still don't understand. <laughs> you know, people like yeah, people say I have a big ego, and I, you know, like I was telling on the, the Heavy Drinkers podcast, um, and I'm a big wrestling fan, so I play it up. And here's the funny thing. It's easy. It's, it's, it's hard to play a baby face. Be this happy-go-lucky guy. Hey, look what I'm doing. Look what I'm doing. It's fun to play a heel. And, yes, I'm a good guy that does all this stuff on the mat, but I'm also a person yep. that's just going to rile it up. <laughs> and have fun and people say I have a huge ego you know honestly I'm very humbled you know I will go out and do as much as I can for people if a brewery calls me up tomorrow and say hey Tom can you help me out you know I need uh if there's beer fest post uh, pre-covid post-covid hopefully so I, can you pour for me at a beer fest I'm like let me look at my schedule and will work I'd be happy to do it for you no problem mm-hmm. you know like oh oh um, we'll give you these cases of beer I'm like I don't really care I'll just do it because you need help you know, I've I love helping breweries. I love helping my friends. Um, hence why we, I did the, the stay home and stout season shirt. Um, I was just a random in my head. I'm like, oh, stay home and stout season. I'm like, you know, Netflix and chill. And I'm seeing all these right. people make quarantine and chill shirts and this stuff. And I'm like, huh. And I racked my brain and I came up with one and I posted on my Instagram and it was this, you know, just a quick font with the stout season logo uh, on it. And people liked it, and but it was like, you need to clean it up. So we did like the Netflix font, stay home, and then stout season. And then Pat was making the shirts like, no, keep it one font. It's cheaper, this and that. And he goes, what about the chive font? And I was like, hmm, that might work. And then we put the little graphic of the beer on top. Mm-hmm. And people seemed to love it. And we sold 50 out in a week. And I said, all right, we'll release it another 50. I started to learn video editing and made the videos for it because I was like, we're quarantined at home. Might as well learn this, you know, and, uh, did that. And we released another 50, uh, three people claimed the free toilet paper, um, (laughs) that I offered with the promo code. Um, and then we sold another 50 and we called it a day and we ended up making, uh, just under $2,000. Uh, I'm adding another hundred dollars of my own money. If you didn't see the post uh, roughly a hundred dollars of my own money to get it to $2,100. And, uh, that's with donations too. Mm-hmm. Uh, roughly like fourteen hundred dollars in shirts, and then another seven hundred with my money for donations. And I'm giving three people the rent money. Uh, their first per the first person was uh, from Vivian from Front Porch, yep. which I gave last week. I saw that. That was a
0: cool video. I yeah. like that.
2: Tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow, I am giving the second person uh, their money, whether pending because it's at a brewery. Um, and the third person is or persons. Um, uh, that is, uh, I can't do a secret video. Um, it's it's going to be impossible. So my plan is to do a Facebook live it and do an event page. And I'm going to be hoping they're going to be watching it while I actually give it to them <laughs> and be like, wait a minute, what's going on here? So yeah, so I, it's going to be $700 three ways. I nice. would have loved to get the money a little sooner and did it because this is now going into people going back to work but it's still going to help because they didn't have the money. Maybe they could pay some back rent or something. It's a like great that. idea. It's a great so, fucking yeah. idea, Tom. Yeah. And I'm still working. And then I also did, if you notice the bottle of Conakilty. Ah, uh, uh,
0: I know. I wish I yes, won that man. Yeah. I was
2: like the first
1: oh, person to donate. I was like, yes, right uh, away. It's,
2: it's, <laughs> so, let's just put it this way. After the first sip, I was like, why the fuck am I doing this? I want to keep the second bottle. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> um, and we uh, raised uh, 750 dollars for that. Uh-huh. And I ended up, um, a friend of mine, uh, had there was a website she introduced me to where you could just randomly tip people in the industry in Connecticut. And it was just Hartford and Stanford. I wanted more New Haven peeps because those are my peeps. Right. Um, and I just randomly started tipping people 50 bucks, going to their Venmo, tipping, tipping them all. I'm also part of the beer group, um, Connecticut right. bartenders. And a lot of them were in that group. And they were like, thank you. Come down for a drink when we open this and that. <coughs> And I donated $400 there. And then the, another 350 I donated to bartenders at my favorite places. So Blind Rhino, uh, Micro, mm-hmm. um, you know, friends of mine here and there, you know, that I've gone and visit that I've got to know. And I was like, here's 50 bucks. And it's just, there, here, I'll help you out. So yeah. another $750. So roughly like $2,800. And... Now masks are going to be a common thing. And someone contacted me over a month ago. So I'm working to maybe get stousy. Yes. Ooh, all right. So he, he's just got in contact with me. He's like, he's working out the logistics and mm-hmm. we're trying to see if we could do that. And that'll be for charity. Um, shirts are coming. I just really don't want, I want to release shirts, but money's tight for people. And yeah. granted, it's never going to be money in my pocket. I never made a dollar off of anything. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's it's always doing. It. People have given me such a great life doing this thing and being a personality. I hate the word celebrity. I hate the word uh, influencer. Influencer. I was going to say. I'm just going to say that. I'm not just influencer. Gonna say that. <laughs> I hate the word influencer because I don't get paid for this. I don't influence anybody. No one's telling me to what should I influence or guide people to. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm a personality. I go out yeah, there. Yeah. I try to make people laugh. I try to make people smile. I've been trying to entertain people online. That's all I'm doing. So there if you we'll go. Cut it because there's a minute. I don't know or oh, you, you end it. You I saw that? it, it. You, yeah, it oh, comes. Out, yeah, there's a time. I right. don't see
1: it, but I'm on my head um, head.
0: We're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come back again. Uh, I want to keep this train rolling. This is perfect. So I'm gonna cut this. We'll be right back.